Keep up with Drake Digital on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at DrakeHallMemphis.com. Drake Digital, playing the best rock and roll ever made. I am going to say this one time and then pause so Wes can edit it out for future broadcast. (laughs) Okay. All right. May the fourth be with you. (laughs) (laughs) Two, three, four, cut. The Star Wars timeline, says the headline, is confusing. Here's when the Mandalorian, Ahsoka, and more take place. I will now give you the couple of sentences, and then Wes is in charge of this. I'm going to go watch a show and come back, and uh, then we'll carry on. Uh, But first, uh, before we get into this confusion, unless you're a Star Wars fan, you have no idea. That's why I I just don't, don't engage. Today is Ask Lawyer Bill Thursday. Questions for Bill can be sent to us right now, 878-9420. He will be here to answer questions and discuss topics of the day. So if you have a question to ask Lawyer Bill, send it to us right now, 878-9420. All right? And he'll be here, and we will chat with him and uh, and see what there is to discuss uh, the various crimes and felonies and horribleness in the news. And it's, I was in search of some stories this morning, too, that weren't um, just in the ditch. Yeah. And I watch in uh, Channel 5, and they have the reporter girl that goes out to various important places. At the med, they'll have somebody that just stands there because, well, it's where someone's been shot, and they're in the hospital. Okay. This morning, she was placed at the opening of the new Aldi in Whitehaven. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. That's Good the for news. That is the news, people. And um, But there are some other things. But back to where I started from. Star Wars fans have much to look forward to in terms of new content. The problem? All the stories take place at different points of time in the galaxy far, far away. The Mandalorian <laughs> set between the original film trilogy and the latest sequels. Andor, a prequel to Rogue One, itself a prequel to A New Hope. And the forthcoming Disney Plus series, The Acolyte, take place hundreds of years before the Skywalker saga. This is the part where I nodded off. (laughs) (laughs) Do you wish to put some kind of reasonable explanation on this, sir? Imagine, if you will, a... uh... (laughs) A spy series set in the 20th century. Okay. Or or like, say, the James Bond film series is in the same universe as the Bourne series, and they sometimes cross over. Got that? Okay, interesting. Okay. 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 Now, the thing is that this got gets really really popular and other they start licensing things out and other people start being brought in to tell stories and make movies in this spy universe with both bond and born and the thing is all the stories aren't filmed shot and presented to the public in the exact order of that they happen through the years so you might have some spy agency story that's set in say 1992 and then another Bond story comes out that's a prequel to an earlier Bond story that's set in 1968. I hate that. 
So that's what's going on. There's a lot of stories involved in Star Wars, and this, the thing is, they're not being presented in any kind of chronological order. They're just being, they're just out there. Now the no, thing is, that, that, not, wait a minute. Is yeah. this the result of of George Lucas relinquishing rights to or whomever held the rights? Because as you said, um, other people have been doing things. So when did they turn all of this loose to? into the hands of other writers and those that create. When Lucas sold all the rights to Disney for a couple of billion dollars, I guess what was 10 years ago or more? Something so like anybody that. that wanted to write about it could could buy a piece and then write a thing that is well, I mean, totally Disney out of the timeline. Disney has the right, so it's all up to Disney. It, it, you just, you know, they're the, they're the ones in charge of it now, and they're the ones... So blame who, the mouse for this mass confusion. <laughs> <laughs> well... It, the thing is, if they're good stories, you don't need the wider context except to know, yeah, it's a science fiction universe from somewhere. Because the, the good stories will tell you everything you need to know in the context of the story. Okay. Uh, this says the details are pulled from the official, which I need to get a copy of this, Star Wars resource, the ultimate Star Wars and Star Wars uh, character encyclopedia, as well as experts from outlets like USA Today, and the AV Club. I bet they're a barrel of laughs. Limited <laughs> from the timeline are anthology series like Star Wars Visions. And then this goes on with other words that I don't even feel the need to get into, but <laughs> I guess that, that, that within the individual context of a film or a series, this all makes sense is your point. That, that's exactly my point, because if it doesn't, if you if you have to depend on having seen something else to understand this story, that's a flaw in that story. I, knowing knowing the lore and all the, the back history of Star Wars can add to someone's enjoyment of it, especially if there's little references to, made to little trivial details that most people don't notice or care about. But if you have to make the audience go back and do homework, that's the yeah. sign yeah. of a of a weaker story. Okay, at least we dealt with that. I I'm happy. It started in the when in the beginning though, and 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 things being out of order and told out of order. And my husband and maybe someone close to you, Drake, are the only and maybe Wes are the only three people I know who could tell me the Star Wars uh, movies in order. Thank like, God, not how they were shown and that. released, but Thank in order. I, <laughs> no, no, duh. <laughs> okay, I, anyway. I have I have no idea still. Uh, <laughs> other entertainment related issues. This is a real mystery, uh, particularly in a day and time when nothing is a secret, and it is impossible to camouflage or hide a news story about a celebrity. Uh, these stories pop up about somebody getting married to somebody and somebody you've never heard of in your life had a kid and it's on the CNN headline news page. I don't understand any of this for any reason. Uh, this one, however, and people have agents and they have the PR people who cover for them and the fixers who make bad stories go away. There are ways to do it. Th this one, however, is really interesting. Uh, Jamie Foxx who's a funny guy and a fine actor, and uh, he got his big break on that Fox show. What was it called? On, uh, it was on on Sunday nights um, with Jim Carrey and oh, all of those people. Um, uh, what was it called? In Living uh, Color? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah I, I guess so. 
and he's gone on to be a uh, a fine actor and has had many hits. Well, it's been three and a half weeks now since the word came out that he'd been hospitalized on a film set, or uh, he had some kind of uh, some kind of a of an incident uh, medically on this film set. And he was hospitalized. His daughter was the only spokesperson involved. And nobody has said what has happened to him. Uh, Martin Lawrence, one of his buddies, made a comment last week that he was doing doing okay. Um, and then yesterday there was another update that he was conscious. And uh, they mentioned that they were asking for prayers, which is always a sign that somebody is about to bail on life. And the supposition is that he had a stroke, maybe. But he was unconscious for three weeks. He's hospitalized still. And details, as this subheadline says, remain thin. In this day and time, it is remarkable that somebody hasn't paid somebody at the hospital mm -hmm. to, to uh, spill the beans on what's wrong with Jamie Foxx. But it sounds pretty, pretty serious. Uh, so, uh, three weeks in, no one knows. Unspecified medical complication. That is so, amazing. Yeah, it, it just really is a remarkable thing. This has been suppressed uh, to everyone, and that the media has not paid somebody off to talk, like a nurse or just anybody in a hospital. So, that yeah. one is. In other news, former President Jimmy Carter is not dead yet. Well, come on, bro. Knows how to hang on. Come on, bro. What do you got Mate, him in the death pool? Get him out of here. I, I mean, the, the, this this poor man has been in, been in hospice since the middle part of February. This is the first part of May, and he just won't get out. <laughs> well, hospice can go on for years. Yeah. What a miserable thing to have to. Do. Can he watch TV and like sure. play Wordle and stuff? I, I don't see why not. I don't know. I, feel I don't know. Bad how, for is him. he with it? I, I mean, that I don't mean. I to think sound. he was. He's relatively. Um, he's there. Yeah. He's he's eating and doing and. I guess he's just like maybe he's just tired and he's playing semi dead. I don't know, but it's <laughs> half wakes up out. long enough to get on the Xbox for a while and, and <laughs> play some Have a banana Halo. There. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? Uh, I had this story the other day and I didn't get a chance to do it. And it is a repeat of a story we had last year. If you remember, I don't remember where the art gallery is. It's irrelevant, but uh, the story popped up and I thought, are these news outlets so um, so, so without anything good or funny or odd that they're releasing old stories. Remember the one, uh, this exhibition, the entire thing was a banana duct taped to a oh, wall. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> and somebody took it down and ate it. And, oh, Lord, there was a giant mass media explosion. This happened again last week. Um, somebody, oh some, some, some kid reached in, took it off and ate the banana and put the, and just put the peeling back under the duct tape. Like nobody would notice. 
That's hilarious. And uh, I don't know why this is a news story, but it's that they they change out the banana every two or three days. Thanks for that, because they get mushy. Sure. And that was the substance of the of the story. That's where we are struggling to find any kind of news that is not just awful. Uh, but I thought that was relatively interesting, so that one popped back up. But anyway, I hope that uh, that, that Mr. Fox and uh, President Carter are okay and not in pain and uh, have uh, something to eat. And I guess bananas are, are soft. Anybody can eat those, and you can swallow them down. Maybe they'll give Mr. Carter one, and he'll choke on it and die. Um, <laughs> You're, but, stop oh, it. <laughs> it. I've never heard of anybody lingering like this and not wanting to just go away. Well, he might. Bless his heart. I mean, I, he I, might I, love life. Then get up and do something. <laughs> Stop laying on your ass in a bed. You're not sick. You're, he's 140 years old, but he's fine. This whole thing is crazy. Ask lawyer Bill eight seven eight nine four two zero. If you're in the midst of family issues, we're about to have these kids out of school too. Mm-hmm. And that opens up the door for various problems and who has custody of who and what. And it always raises issues. So um, if you want to ask Bill about anything involving your family, your children, uh, wills, estates, all of that, he can tell you how to proceed. Eight seven eight nine four two zero is how you find him. There were some other entertainment things Wesley has. I see Ozzy's name. That always just sends me... Um, into a deep depression. Uh, Metallica. <laughs> what are these? What What is Ozzy? Why can't Ozzy go to hospice and go away? Because he has more shows that he wants to do. He's got he to do to something. He does. He wants to. Me he can't too. tour anymore. But it says uh, t- retiring from touring doesn't mean retiring from doing individual shows. He's got yeah. a trip to the power trip festival later this year and he wants more of them he says he yeah. can remember good gigs he can remember bad gigs and he says there was one time when this voice went out at a gig and the kids were already there and he goes what am i going to do and he went out and sang and they gave me a standing ovation to screwed up as his voice was he says the kids would rather see you being bad than go home and That's he lives right. for these live shows so <laughs> even though he had to cancel that one he wants to do more gigs if i have to get someone to wheel me out he said that that's a <laughs> quote from ozzy right there he says I you can't retire from that <laughs> he says, sharon will do it you can't retire from the game it's not a job it's a passion and i don't know how to do anything else and good point what's he going to do sit around and you know, sing at the walls yes right right but sharon that hate will find some way to he milk this till to... he is cold and dead, which shouldn't yeah, be too far be away. <laughs> he can't stand to be around her, but she's been, you know, thankfully out of the news for a long time. So that's one little blessing we can, what an unbearable person she is. But she will push him until the very, very end. So hang in there, Oz. What is Metallica's problem? What are they, what are they, they piss off about now? Yeah, well, they're not actually the subject. It's a, it's oh. a fan of theirs who took okay. their new album, 72 Seasons, which is 77 minutes long and cut it down to 62 minutes. Mm-hmm. He did his own edit of it, and he, uh, he says he uh, 
took out some of the long repetitions, the stylistically strange inserts or surprising accents that stopped the pace during some really nice intense riffs, and basically pulled back their indulgences somewhat through this uh, editing operation of his. And he's done something like this before. He wrote and sang lyrics over one of their instrumental songs uh, a couple years ago. And (laughs) so he said, this is just for me. If you like the big, long album, then good for you. I hope you enjoy it more each and every listen. But he likes his own personal (laughs) cut that he made of the new Metallica album because it's just too indulgent in places. It's always been too indulgent in most places. <laughs> right. But just the fact that somebody had the stones to take a record by a band and edit it to their preference is pretty funny, actually. I love and, it. Uh, but how many other albums could we take and edit out all the crap and then produce what would be about a 14-minute record of good stuff? Use your illusion uh, one and two. I like some of those. Keyword: some of those. Uh, you you yeah. keyed in I'd right. I have to perfectly listen out. to the whole thing to see if I like the whole thing. Still, what Metallica album was this? Seventy-two seasons. I don't even know that. That's the new one. I don't even I know that. One. Oh. Nobody cares. I, well, maybe <laughs> they do. I I don't have any idea. The Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, I I still. The only good part about this, and I watch some of these things when I sit up at night late on the weekends and just look at stuff. Um, so the only good parts of any of this are the induction speeches. And depending upon who the artist is, they can be really good. And then the, uh, the end of show performances are often inspirational and all these folks get on stage and they jam and, and that's, that's all cool. Uh, this year, the nominees are, have been announced after the voting by the voting body, which is made up of uh, the upper, the 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 elite uh, echelon of those in rock and roll management and rock and roll, I, I don't know what they are, and the fans get one little vote, and they voted in George Michael. Not that doesn't mean that he would get in there automatically. Right. That is in the hands of the rich white people that vote for this and turn it into the mess that it, it's become. So Sid has the list of those that got in. And those that were overlooked, what went down? My list is Missy Elliott, Willie Why? Nelson. Why is she in there? Uh, you know, I, I can it's only her... think of a couple of her songs. I don't feel like they're... And they're all like filthy, they're... as far as I can remember. No, she's like... Uh, so, uh, what's that? Couldn't they're stand all the, the same not, Couldn't stand the rain. Um, something about the rain. Anyway, I don't... I don't think she's all that vulgar. I just don't know that she's rock. No, and there are things that by R&B, black artists that are indeed rock. They're, it's all about the attitude and what you've done. This little thing here, we play Sam and Dave, we play Marvin Gaye, we play uh, Wilson Pickett. Uh, so depending upon the era, the decade of which they come from, they're rock and roll or they're not. Um, Lenny Kravitz is rock and roll. Jimi Hendrix was rock and roll. They were black people. Um, Miss Aretha, rock and roll. It's all in how they present the attitude and their music. Missy Elliott, uh, that's lost on me. Uh, who else? Willie Nelson. Now that's rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. Happy 90th. Cheryl Crow. Good for her. I like yeah. her. She's, she's always been good. 
uh, Shaka Khan. Why? Rock. She, she got the Music Excellence Award, not part of the Performer Rock and Roll category. Yeah, I noticed that there were three or four of these honorary things that don't mean you're in the Hall of Fame, but they wanted to give you something. So uh, here's a plaque, Miss Khan. Now beat it. What else? Also, Soul Train creator Don Cornelius. He is the um, something of the year because he's old and he wins it because he's old and he survived. The Ahmet uh, Erdogan. Ahmet Erdogan, yeah, okay. He was the host of Soul Train for, uh, for, I guess, forever. And why he should be in there, I don't know. But he, he isn't in there, but he got a T-shirt with his name on it and a star or something. So what else? <laughs> uh, and everybody used to watch that show. Come on. Uh, also, The Spinners. Okay. I get, that's borderline, but okay. Uh, Rage Against the Machine. Finally. They should be in. Yes. yes. Yeah. DJ Cool Herc, H-E-R-C. I don't know who that is. He can't be in there as an inductee. He must got, have gotten an award for the worst name of the past 10 years. <laughs> Musical influence. He was one of the two recipients of that. Yeah, I can hear his influence everywhere. Not. What else? Link Ray. Same. Link Ray has been around. For, it's it, it, Most folks have no idea who he is. How do you ex- explain him, Wes? Uh, I I don't. I'm not terribly familiar. Native American a guitarist, inspirational, of, of, uh, been around Influential, for a long time. That's why he got the award. Yeah, that not his name. A, I just yeah. That's a nod to a much different time in rock and roll, and an honor for him. Then there are folks that think he he. So I can't tell from this list who's an inductee and who got some special honor. That's the part that's getting uh, confusing here. Well, my story is kind of jumbled because it sort of lists everybody, and then you have to scroll down to see. DJ Cool Herrick is the founding father of hip-hop music. Sure he is. Okay. Um, and hold on. Let me go back up here. Al Cooper. An- Al Cooper was, the, he began Blood, Sweat, and Tears, and he played the key, he, he played organ and keyboards for a lot of people. He was in BS&T for their first album, and then he left, and his piece was like, he was in. Uh, he was on a number of sessions with various famous bands, influential back in the late '60s, early '70s. So why they've brought him up now, I have no idea. Musical Excellence Award. Okay. Another uh, two more. Another single singer, Kate Bush. Did Kate Bush get this because her song? Yes. From I, Stranger I, Things. I feel got in, certain that's what yeah. got in their heads. Okay. Had, yeah. That, that. she had that likely. one kind of a hit on mid '80s alternative radio forty years ago, and now she gets into yeah. this. Well, uh, yeah, the to just to narrow this down, uh, Kate Bush, uh, Cheryl Crow, and Missy Elliott, George Michael, Willie Nelson, Rage, and the Spinners are the ones that got in, right? Which is a relatively, I won't say boring, but not really explosive show that HBO will edit down to an hour and a half, and then present that. Uh, Bernie Taupin also got in mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. musical excellence. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where Chaka, Al Cooper, R, and DJ Cool Herc and Link Ray also in there. So not a real huge year for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No. So uh, I, the people, I don't really. The people they skipped this year for the performers. Oh, yeah, let's hear that. Iron Maiden was on the ballot, didn't get in. 
Joy Division New Order as one unit because they're essentially the same thing. Yeah. On the ballot didn't get in. Also, Cindy Lauper, Soundgarden, A Tribe Called Quest, The White Stripes, and Warren Zevon. So how in the name oh, of all that is musical do you ignore Soundgarden and the White Stripes over right. Missy Elliott? Right. Who is was her first her first year of eligibility was this year. And she's the first female hip hop artist in the Rock Hall. What is wrong with that sentence? Congrats to her. Congrats to her. I have a CD by her from a long time ago. I used to listen to her. But it's not really rock. Soundgarden, White Stripes, don't make it, but she does. Right. Okay. This is why no one takes any of this seriously. Because it's, uh, it is ludicrous. And is he in Is he in it? I don't know. <laughs> Looted my boy now, so no. He was just in town Saturday with Miss Jackson. If you're nasty, <laughs> they're all. I saw nasty pictures. And, it looked great. And just talentless beyond belief. Okay, what else did I find here? Um, there were some other stuff. I'm going to save one of these for 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 for, for our friend lawyer Bill, who's coming up next. Eight seven eight nine four two zero is where you can ask lawyer Bill anything you need to know about as far as legal affairs he will guide you to the right direction or to, to the right attorney if he doesn't know he knows somebody who do know so he will help you out with all of that so let's um, look forward to having him on yesterday uh sid and i uh, went and met some new friends uh and some new sponsors on this this radio program uh hook point is a brewery and they also are in the same same building uh, they serve food uh, at certain parts of the day. We met with Mike and Mark, and Mike is the owner of this operation. And they have a place out in uh, Collierville, too. But this one is over on Brookhaven Circle, right there in the bend. Mm -hmm. And it's got a great vibe to it. It's, uh, it's, it's just way, way, way laid back. Sid got some pictures. Uh, there were 13 beers on tap, and they also have have some of their beers in cans and in bottles with with uh, various strengths. I, I'm not an expert on the brewing process or the craft beers, but they seem to know exactly what they're doing. Uh, the top of the line there, one of them was 10% alcohol. And I thought, I'd be dead halfway through that. <laughs> but that's why they have food as well. And they have wine if beer isn't your thing. Uh, but the interesting, or well, there are there are uh, just various parts about this. These guys were both um, really uh, nice dudes, and they were gentlemen. And Mike's history, he was a uh, a, a pilot, um, and now he's been flying for uh, FedEx for about thirty years. And so we got around to the word or the phrase hook point and what it means, and the theme in this place is um, aviation-based, and the word hook point. There was a, a little pole, if you will, right beside where we were, were uh, sitting, probably about 20, 25 feet long, just a metal cylinder with a hook on the end of it. And, I, and they explained to us what it was. The hook is used, when you see one of these F-22s, come down on an aircraft carrier, you wonder how in the world they slow down. It's the tail hook. It is the hook point. And they hit 
the ship. And this thing uh, connects to a thing underneath the, this, this aircraft, and it slows it down uh, during routine landings on aircraft carrier flight decks at sea. So that's a pretty incredible thing in itself. So the mm -hmm. theme of many of their beers is based around aviation and, and things like that. Um, they've been there for only a couple of months, and it really is worth a trip over there just to uh, feel the vibe. You can be outside. There's, there's a, a, a patio and TVs inside to watch, watch some sports on. The first person that I saw when I walked in that door, I didn't recognize who it was. And I asked if he was Mark, because Mark's the guy we were going to meet with, and Mike. And he said no, and he smiled and said, you know, you know, and I went, it was John McCormack's son, Tucker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. All grown up. And I went, wow. Um, so that was a nice introduction to um, the Hook Point Ready Room. There's, they're both in the same building, and there's food. And we had... Um, what were those things called? Afterburner bites. Yes, uh, so they good. They were fantastic. Uh, the cook, the chef in the place is Tessie, and we met her, and she was very nice. Uh, but uh, it's a, it's a kind of, it's right there on on Brookhaven, as you go down. Is it east or west? East. It's west. west. I don't know. Technically. But it really is a a, a a cool place, and they intend to uh, build upon what they've already already started and with all their varieties of beers and uh, it was just a nice experience to meet these two guys and to see their thriving uh, business. It is, it's up and running. It's been there for a bit. So if you're out and about and want to, if you're into the craft, craft beers, here's your place to go. They had a lot of them. So we thank them for uh, being a part of this program and you can go and see them. They have snacks and sandwiches and all the, all the craft beer you could possibly want in various tastes. And what was the one that had two calories and 90 calories? I mean, it's light, light craft beer. And then it was goes it up to one with 10% alcohol. Uh -huh. Was it Flat Hat? Maybe. There's Flat know. Hat, Cat Shot, Haze Gray, Afterburner Red, and Inky Barley Scottish Stout, which I want to try that, and more. Hookpointbrewing.com. And you can see nice guys and a really great place. And I sure um, do wish them well because they were nice men trying to um, to follow their dream and have this have this bar. And the art of the you know brewing process is one that I don't understand, but they they do. And you can go go and uh, see them. And we're going to put up some pictures from our visit there yesterday on the Facebook yes. page. And good luck, Mike and Mark. Uh, thank you. The hook point. Uh, brewing Company and the Ready Room are right there side by side. So go and, and visit with them, and we thank them. Uh, I guess we should drag our buddy lawyer Bill out of bed and into this nonsense. Is that Zeppelin tune available to play at, that I saw on the list? Uh, we'll have to move it into place. You just do that. I will do that the, right here. That, that's right that's now. your gift. And All right. There it is. It's good to All Eight seven eight nine four two zero to ask lawyer Bill. After this great tune from Led Zeppelin, this is Drake Digital. Uh, lawyer Bill is our friend Bill Jones. The Jones Law Firm uh, is his business, and it's now in Clark Tower on Poplar Avenue. He is accessible via the telephone and the email and all that stuff. And he visits us uh, with us on Thursdays too. 
address issues of the day and any questions you may have about about legal stuff involving families and divorces and kids and and or wills and estates and all the things that uh, that he has to address every day. Hope you're doing well. You're stopped up like everybody else in the world is, and allergies just do not cease. So, welcome yeah. to your nose and yeah. our little show. Thank you. Yeah, I, I sound a little congested. I'm sorry about that. Not it's... really bad, but everybody has this. Um, I still will sell you on the idea of this stuff called quercetin and allerceton from Wholesale Nutrition. And I, I had a... On Tuesday, I don't know how many times I sneezed, but I sneezed so much my chest hurt. Ah. And so I would take, you know, two of these things and it would stop for a while, almost immediately. And they have a number of things like this to help you with the never-ending allergies. And it's hot one day and cold the next, which is why this just won't go away. Oh, it just keeps so messing with you. It's, it's, like some, it's awful. It's like summer and winter are fighting over custody. Of the kids yeah. <laughs> and, and trying, you know, one day it's one way, one way it's the other. I'm, I'm, I'm so ready to just turn my air conditioner off and my heater off and just enjoy the outside for a while. Yeah. It's really hard to get out cause it rained so much and then it gets warm, then it gets cold again. And, um, it's a strange time, uh, in the environment and the world. And, uh, but you might want to try some of these things uh, from our friends over there at wholesale nutrition on Goodman road. They have many things to help your body and your mind and your and your functioning. So let them uh, let them help you. They have a, a website too, wholesalenutrition.com. There's a, a little plug for for those folks. Uh, as we head into school being out time, I mentioned this earlier. Do families and stuff, even though things have already been decided in a, a divorce decree regarding kids, does the pre-summer situation uh does it make does this always come up an argument they want to change who has who for how long and is that kind of a common thing for you every year yeah so right now i mean right now i've got no less than oh if i count it up it's it's probably at least five cases that are set to go to trial here in the next couple of weeks and and the reason being is because school is getting out and uh, parents uh. are wanting to buy a new home and relocate and that's going to change school districts so everybody during the summer if you've got kids folks folks started planning for this back in january so folks would come in and file petitions and we'd run them you know we'd get them in the lineup and and now they're ready to be tried so these folks can move for for the school year so every year it is a it is a reoccurring thing that somebody wants to buy a new house it's in a different school district and the parties want to argue over it, and that's what we're here for, to, to kind of help them walk through that process. Are they being um, at least kind about it and trying to do the right thing, or are they no. getting acrimonious? No. If they were kind about it, I wouldn't be making any money. I need well, them that. to yeah, fight okay. as much. No. Uh, you know, there's different kinds of folks. <laughs> uh, if, I, if I'm honest Most with you. Most of them stupid assholes. Well, no, there there are some folks that come in and their expectations are correct, um, and it's hey, I'm I'm, yeah, I just want to see my kids. I want to have an impression on them. I want to spend as much time as the other party. Those are the folks I enjoy working with. I like I like yeah. working with those folks. Um, but then you have unrealistic expectations. I don't ever want him to see the children. 
I don't ever want the kids to go. That's just not going to happen. How 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 um how uh, forthcoming and candid are you, and can you allow yourself to be with somebody who is just difficult and off base? Well, so um, very candid. Um, th- that's that's kind of what I tell folks when they come in. They're they're used to to hearing me on on here. And being coddled, yeah. Yeah, and um, when when you sit in the office, it's a little different sometimes. If mm-hmm. you're you're paying me money, then you're asking for my professional opinion, then, and I'm going to give you your worst case scenario. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's it, just about every meeting with a client, I have to let them know, yeah, that's not happening. Um, we need to temper your expectations and and get you thinking about this, right? And sometimes it's just because they don't. Everybody bases what they know about divorce and the law from either really bad TV mm-hmm. or from what their second brother's cousin's nephew's niece got done in a divorce. Mm-hmm. And and your case is different. Um, it's just always the way it is. I think it's a little bit um, a, 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 a parallel, uh, if you will, with uh, doctors who, uh, I guess by law, if that's the right word, have got to be entirely candid and frank with people and tell them this doesn't look very good. And uh, they can't really paint a some kind of a you know rosy picture when there isn't one there. they got well, to tell you exactly what's going on, and your life is probably similar to that. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, both of us, it says we are practicing. They're practicing medicine. We're practicing law, and it's, it's, there's some truth to that. But... Um, yeah, I mean, you have to tell folks, look, I, I, I always talk about your worst case scenario with you. When, when you're coming in, I'm always going to be gloom and doom and talk about your worst case scenario. But I'm also going to remind you, I wouldn't be in business if I got best case or if I got worst case scenario every time. But it's important for these folks to understand what it is. And when things turn out to be a lot better than that, then I you're look a hero. like a, I look yeah. like a miracle worker. Yeah, right, that's the way right. to do it. So, you, so you have uh, five of these now, and we'll likely face some more of these as the year turns. Yeah, what we'll all have now is people filing um, for the December break. I mean, there's two breaks in the school year where if you're going to change your kids from school, I mean, we all remember it when we were in high school. You would leave for summer break. And you would always wonder, I wonder who the new kids are going to be in class. Mm. And then Christmas break, it was always, I wonder if we're going to get a new kid. Well, parents are parents align their moves strategically for either, you know, that summertime or that wintertime trip. Um, so right now, what I've got are people g- coming in to file because they want to move around December. So it, it, it is cyclical, definitely. Who wants to move during the holidays and in December? What a bad choice, yeah, seemingly. It, but. it happens. All right. 878-9420 is where you can ask Bill anything about what you have going on in your life. We also try to look at some of these stories on a national basis and or locally that involve the law and and movements by politicians and by whomever and lawsuits and class action suits that continue this one we and we also end up i believe in these stories with no solution to anything uh, which is a which is an ongoing frustration for most americans as they watch things around them 
crumble. Uh, and this is just one more incidence of crime and a bad scene in Memphis. This issue uh, of earlier this week uh, about the dude that barricaded himself over on Highland, uh, that was a bad scene. And so following that, Dr. Jeff Warren, who is a good and decent man, he's part of the city council, uh, he wants to ban permitless carry and the sale of assault-style weapons within the city of Memphis. Memphis is a part of a state. Um, I don't know how he thinks that a state slash you know, county can make up their own rules within a state that already has rules. Is this have any any merit or chance of uh, being addressed, or is it just one more uh, politician a, trying to to you know save the world? Ain't, ain't going to happen. I think it's a soundbite. Um, I mean, I, I'm I hate to be gloom and doom. I really. I like the Everybody days when does, I can come in here. Yeah, I really enjoy the days that I can come on here and be upbeat and positive. But I mean, it's just been a it's been a hell of a year. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how. Look, this last week, what have we had? We had two people shot on Bill Street. We had the shooting at Huey's, and then we've got the drive by at at, at the TV station. Um, it, and you've got. Like Sid was talking about the other day, all the drive-out tags on the on the freeway. Well, you can't stop people for that anymore. Yeah. It's just yeah. But but talking about banning guns on the city level, that's a soundbite. That's a politician trying to trying to make a headline because um, he said something outlandish, and everybody will, will gather around it. Everybody knows we've got a problem. The the problem is no one has a solution, and yep. and it just sounds like everybody griping. I mean, half the time when I've got clients come in and they've got a gripe, I always ask them, well, what's your solution? How would you fix this? Um, and griping just to gripe does nothing. I, offer me uh, a solution no. that is feasible and that is doable, and and we're just not hearing that from politicians these days what we're hearing from yeah. both sides is sound bites no culture wars culture yeah, wars it, it it has really become you know everybody says it it's become like rooting for your sports team uh, your your party is your sport team and if they get a win then you're happy regardless of what the win is and they um, accomplish nothing, nothing. for their, you know for their states or for their party it's all about them and we are engrossed now in watching this, you know, debt ceiling thing, which is an absolute cluster blank. Um, it's it's unbelievable that a few people can turn this into uh, a really, you know, dangerous bad scene, just over party politics. You know, when when Mr. Trump was the president, they raised it three times to the tune of almost eight trillion dollars. And so now that there is a D in that office, everybody wants to bitch about it because how dare we raise it again? There's no sense or logic or law involved in any of these decisions. It's just people running their mouth. And that's why we leave the room, you know, sad and depressed every time we hear one of these stories. Nobody has an answer. They just want to fight. Well, and... Well, and you can't tell me out of the entire United States of America 
the the Democrats are running their best candidate, and the Republicans are running their best candidate. No, they're running the it's, two that there should it's not be there. Freaking embarrassing. Yep. Who both parties are just okay. Anyway, but ask yourself, sorry. who would want that job? Why do you want to put yourself in that position? I, I that's why the best and brightest don't get involved. And those that do are in the House or the Senate, and they can't get anything done either because of the clowns on both sides that want to make it difficult and clog up the system. And that's yeah. exactly what's happening now, and it's not pretty to watch, and it leaves everybody feeling sad and hopeless. Boy, and this is sure upbeat. This is an upbeat segment today. <laughs> I'm telling uh, you that, that that when I went to search for some news stories, I mentioned this before, uh, the most fun one I found, uh, well, it was on uh, Channel 5 News, and they had their little reporter out in front of the grand opening of the new Aldi's in Whitehaven. That was the happy news of the day. So you know there that we are in some kind of uh, some kind of a bad scene. 878 is where you may ask Bill anything right now. Uh, let me ask you why this is important. And I think it's an indicator of how slow the process moves in high-profile cases like Tyree Nichols, which um, on Channel 5's uh, their, 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 their uh, site, you can choose from news, weather, sports, traffic, and they have a, the individual tab for Tyree Nichols. Which I think is is excessive and is and just this ongoing, never ending. You know, they just pander to this. It came out a couple of days ago that his cause of death was blunt force trauma. Why was it important to even to even announce this in a press conference? What what does that do to the case? Anything, or is it more headline headline? Look at me stuff. No, that actually, all right, so that actually has some merit to it. Um, and, and the reason being, you look at the George Floyd case, right? Mm -hmm. George Floyd, one of the defenses that they were trying to use was that he he was so hopped up on heroin or whatever that, that his lungs were in such a state of relaxation um, that it didn't take much pressure for him to choke and suffocate. So what they're saying here is, Look, we didn't find we, we didn't find some um, some heart murmur. He didn't have some heart attack because of some medical condition. He he died. There's no question what he died from. He died from from getting beat up. He died yeah. from blunt force. So the importance to that is is just indicating that there were no outside conditions that we're going to hear about. We're not going to hear that Tyree was a was a drug addict. And had a condition uh, with his heart. We're going to hear that he died from from being repeatedly struck by the officers. So that that, that has some merit to it. But it affects the case and the officers how? Well, it it affects the case and the officers because the officers can't come in and say, "Well, maybe he just really had um, a bad heart, yeah, a right. bad heart, mm -hmm. or maybe he was high on something, or maybe." Uh, he fell and 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 had a herniated disc, and he was in pain, and that's what happened. I mean, I would... as a matter of fact, um, if you go back and listen to our, you know, watch the body cam footage or some of the footage, one of the cops after this kid is 
probably dead, uh, made the comment about him being high on something. Right. Maybe that was an attempt to. Um, I'm sure. Uh, you know, calm the. Mm-hmm. Just, just this whole. Uh, it was just so, just so ugly. He tossed that out, knowing he was you know being taped. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the release of that headline does have something. I'm with you. The the dedicated tab uh, for Tyree Nichols makes, un- maybe a little bit overkill. Is there still a COVID tab on on the side? No, no, because that's all gone, and we'll never have another pandemic again. So why bother with that? Um, yeah, it's uh, it's just insane. Let's. Uh, it's eight seven eight nine four two zero. If you care to ask Bill a question, otherwise we'll just discuss. Some of these other stories, which I find intriguing. This one came out a couple of days ago, and this discussion began, I can't recall what state it was, a few weeks ago, uh, about kids 14 years old being allowed to work um, in fast food restaurants and things like that. I don't remember what what state that was. Wisconsin, I think. Uh, Okay, well, uh, this has evolved into a a much bigger deal than just that state and i wonder the legalities involved and 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 the and the the lawsuits that will come from this up in louisville uh 10 year old kids were found working at mcdonald's until two o'clock in the morning and uh that there's just something way wrong with that it suggests that people of a certain age do not want to work uh, either at all or at McDonald's. And then I looked into the states where this is also in the news. Indiana, Ohio, and Maryland. They have found kids in their teens working hours that are probably illegal uh, or at best just wrong. In Mississippi, they pay, let's see, where did I get this? Uh, About $7 an hour. Uh, the same thing in Ohio. In Kentucky, it's not much more. So the only people they can find to work are 10-year-old kids. Now, doesn't isn't there some kind of a class action lawsuit or an individual lawsuit just, you know, begging to be born out of this? 10-year-old kids till 2 a.m. at McDonald's. Well, what you're going to have is you're going to have citations uh, written to the owners of the restaurants uh, for violating labor laws. So I remember, I mean, I remember when I was young at 15, I had to get something signed by my parents just to, just to work um, at 15. And they were pretty clear. um, I think you could only work like 20 hours. Is it a state thing or is it a a federal mandate? I, I think it's on the state level. Um, I think it's on the state level, but there are definitely child labor laws here in the U.S. And that's what you're when you're talking about a 10 year old child working at a restaurant and having taxes deducted that that's that's labor laws. Now, if you're listening at home and you're a kid, if your parents tell you to go outside and cut the grass, that's not labor. You're not violating labor law. You can. (laughs) uh, You're earning your keep. That's right. You're getting a roof over your head and three square meals a day, as my old man used to say. Um, well, but if you're going out into the into the world to work, first off, my question in hearing that, my first question is, where are the parents? Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. If I've got a ten year old kid that's out at two o'clock, whether he's at work or the strip club or down on bill, 
I, I've messed up somewhere as a parent if I'm allowing that to happen. Um, if you're even, right. you know, I mean, even even if you know that it's it's happening and you just don't care, That's or you're awesome. making the kid work to bring home money to buy meth for you, yeah. which sounds extreme, but it also sounds also plausible. So, well, it's I just mean, insane. It is. It's it's not a good look. But I mean, yeah. have you been have you been to a fast food restaurant? lately i mean that they're they're dying for workers uh um, it's every i i went in uh, about once every couple of months or month i get a jones no pun intended to um get a hamburger <laughs> from someplace and i went into the wendy's in south haven and um nobody in there and the ladies behind the counter could have given a they they were just blatantly rude and uh, didn't care either way and uh, attitude 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 and every sign that I see well there there are signs everywhere help wanted yeah and in all kind of retail places every fast food restaurant they can't find someone to work so they are resorting and somebody at at these places knows better than to hire a 10 year old kid but that's what's that's all that's left, and that's really a, a bad commentary on a number of things. I, I don't disagree with anything you're saying. I mean, it's, just... it, it, it's hard finding workers, and the ones that you do get generally, they seem like they don't care. I mean, yep. they just Memf- don't care. Memphis is just one of the worst areas. It always amazes me when I travel and go out of town and I see yep. the service industry that's in different fact. cities. Mm-hmm. How it's like they actually like and care about their job and and you as a customer. And here it's, so it's weird, just yeah. it's just give me your money, take what you get, and don't don't complain. Um, it, it's just a different mindset. I don't understand. And you it. say thank you, and they say no problem or mm-hmm. That's not right. uh, not a really good look. Uh, eight what, seven eight nine nine four two zero. What? Go ahead. But what's Wisconsin's problem to think that they want to maybe let fourteen-year-olds serve alcohol, not to people at the bar, but only to only to seated tables? Does that matter? You want your fourteen-year-old girl going to serve a bunch of drunk guys at a table at at a bar? No. <laughs> That's yeah, there's a there's a reason. So here in Tennessee, you have to be at least eighteen. You have to go through your ABC course, your alcohol mm-hmm. course. Yeah. Uh, before you can be around, I think if you're if you're under eighteen, the only thing you can do in a restaurant is be a busboy or mm-hmm. a, um, a hostess. Used to be, uh, yeah. It used to be, yeah. Um, but even then, that, I mean, that doesn't stop. Look, you work in a restaurant where they're serving drinks. Um, who among us has not told the bartender to make an extra drink and and had it on the way to the table? It just <laughs> you, Bill Jones. No, just to you know. kill the just to kill the nerves before you sit down. It's <laughs> the yeah. way it works. Oh man! Uh, but I don't what? know that I, I would want a ten-year-old making my margarita in my old-fashioned. It just seems like or even my fourteen. Which perhaps I right, right. I am certain that their small, nimble, nimble fingers and dexterity is helpful at quickly <laughs> assembling the burgers. Yeah. But uh, it, you can't do that. Let a kid be a kid. And I also um, bet that they probably eat a few of your fries, too, on the way to getting them in your bag. <laughs> you want to talk about a scary statistic. Have you ever mm. seen the statistic on how many Uber Eats 
or DoorDash drivers eat your fries oh, yeah. or your oh, food? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, it'll, it'll make on you quit your using those services yeah. quickly. Yeah, yeah, it's everything's going great. Uh, we have a a question uh, for the text line eight seven eight nine four two zero. What is it, Sid? Yes, before that, this person said they read the ten year olds were there unpaid with their parents at the McDonald's. That's what they read. But anyway. Um, that doesn't make any sense at all. Well, it, it no does. So it's like you. Were so it's like you working? take your. Yeah. So it's like you're working the graveyard shift. You don't have anybody at home to help you. So you take your kid up there, and instead of letting them sit at the booth, you're like, okay, go wash my dishes for me. That's what. That's to me is what sounds like happened. Which is still equally get, get as the bad. Job. Yeah. It's that's even worse. Yeah. That yeah. That, that that's even. Oh, man. That's sad. What is our question here for Border Okay, Bill? we have two questions for Bill. Uh, this this person says, I sold my truck to a guy. He's now refusing to transfer the title to his name. It's been a month since I sold him the vehicle. Shelby County Clerk's Office and the police department say I'm still legally responsible because he's still it's still registered in my name. I contacted the guy again, and he said he wasn't putting it in his name. Now today he's saying he junked the vehicle, which I don't believe. I believe he's only saying that because he doesn't want to transfer the title. Clerk's Office and police department are saying I have to take him to court to force him to transfer the title. How should this be handled thanks says robbie well robbie it sounds to me like you've already got your answer you probably do have to take him to court to force it um if you've got a bill of sale i would make sure you hold on to that uh it, and it you didn't say in the in the question that you did but that would solve a lot of problems if you had a bill of sale you've got a legal document showing that you're no longer uh owning that you've divested yourself and legally on the city, so there's two things. The city is registering it to show who the owner is. But if you've got a contract where you've sold it and you can demonstrate to the court, I've sold it, I think you're, you're going to be off the hook with some liability there. But you probably do still need to take the step of taking them to court. The problem is, it sounds like it, if he's junked it, hypothetically, it sounds like it's probably a lower cost vehicle. And the cost of going to court is going to be somewhere between a hundred and five hundred dollars, um, and that's that's with you paying court costs and going down there and arguing it and everything. So it, it may cost you more than what the vehicle's worth. So um, I know it's hindsight, but next time let's make sure we've got a bill of sale. And if you've got a bill of sale, I would I would breathe a little bit easier about this. If you don't, you definitely need don't. to take them to court. Yeah, get in line down at 201 Poplar. Okay, uh, what else do you have there, Sid? All right. Uh, this person says, I'm about at my last wit's end with my sister and the estate. I'm close to having Bill write a letter about removing her as executrix. How last much for wit's the... end is redundant, but go ahead. Uh, well, okay. Uh, <laughs> she's pulling her hair on. How much for the letter? And she is in Texas. Does that matter? I'll tell you this before he speaks, that a letter from Bill Jones is uh, eloquent and firm and to the point. That's one of the first things he ever did for me, and it solved a problem with uh, the flip of a switch, if you will. He told them to uh, beat it, and that his office was nearer the courthouse than theirs. True story. <laughs> Actually, use that line. If you'd like to litigate this, I assure you my office is closer to the court than yours. Well, uh, I, was, I thought this guy's a champ. Good yeah. going. And it's it's incredible how one letter can shut this nonsense down in some cases. So, madam, as long as your case is in Tennessee, 
I can write you the letter. If you're a Texas resident and this is a Texas matter, uh, then you need to get a Texas lawyer to write you uh, an ugly letter. But if you're in Tennessee or Mississippi ugly. and the estate is here, then we can write the letter for you. Um, the cost is generally however long it takes. If if it takes you an hour to explain it to us and an hour for us to draft the letter, uh, you know you're you're probably looking at two hours. Um, but generally letters generally letters cost under two hundred bucks because generally you can tell me pretty quick what to write. And I've got a template or a form that I've used a couple of times, and I just have to juice it up. So I'd and be happy they, to help if you're in Tennessee or Mississippi. If not, uh, go to Google or Avo and find yourself a good old Texas lawyer. AVVO.com is what Bill is referring to there. That's it. All right. Anything else from the text people? Not right now, but 878-9420 for any time. Everybody is you know, just probably sitting around waiting for something to. Uh, they're to waiting for they text or. They're call waiting Bill. for they're waiting for Memphis in May. It, they're waiting for you guys to give away your tickets. That's I think we're all done anybody with that. wants. Okay. I think yeah, that's all beginning of tomorrow. The Derby is coming up Saturday, so. Have you people put are your, occupied? Have you put your bets down on your horses yet? Not yet. I'm going to go uh, with my son, I believe, to a location uh, south of here. And since we can edit this out later, uh, I will tell you that I heard uh, this is this race, this seemingly every year is more wide open all the time. There are, are 20 horses. There are three that will probably be scratched because uh, they can only put in, I think, about 21. Uh, but the favorites, uh, I would suggest that you ignore. Uh, Tap it trice is five to one. The favorite is uh, three to one. Where did he go? Um, Forte, three to one. Most of the experts say ignore this. And I heard a tip the other day that I'm going to use. Uh, this guy that knows his racing, he lives in Louisville and writes about horses in the Derby. Disarm is the 11 horse. At I like 30 the name. to one odds. Disarm. 30 to one odds. Um, Joel Rosario is the jockey, and he's really good. But I'm going to put money on everything with odds over 20 to 1, at least 5 bucks to win, because this thing is entirely wide open. Uh, so you're telling, is, me, you're telling me if I put 30, if I put $30 down on Disarm to, to win, yep. that's, a, that's 900 bucks. Yep. I mean, it's... It, I'm not saying I need to run to the casino and put a bet. I think but, you do. But I, it, I think it, with do. those kind of, it sounds like I would be foolish not to go bet on it. Well, the other thing that I do, and I have talked about this for years upon end, uh, that the that the the one of the biggest uh, and 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 best bets to make if it comes in is to take one of the uh, you know favorites, anything under let's say uh, ten to one. And you take two more horses, and I'm looking at these horses. 50 to 1 is um, the seven horse, uh, 30 to 1, and you take three horses and you combine them in a trifecta box. It costs $6. And if they come in in any order, those three, one, two, and three, the payouts can be mind blowing. Yeah. So for six bucks, I'm going to find 10. 10 horse combinations of three horses and spend that money and bet the long shots because in a race like this with these young horses, anything can happen. 
And I've had it happen before where I bet uh, something that was totally just out of line. And I made the mistake that people often do. I wrote down all my stuff, but I made the same bet twice in different order and didn't realize it until I got home and went, I just bet the same thing twice. No, I was at the track still. And they say, don't ever return a ticket ever. So I get home and I have two of two of the you know same thing, and darned if one, two, and three didn't come in in that order, and I had both tickets, and I had to go back to the track and sign the IRS form to collect my monies. Is that your so biggest hit? You, Is that oh, yeah. your biggest one? Yeah. Oh yeah, well, like fifteen hundred times three, or or uh, times two. So yeah, that's a good day. That's how you do it, man. Is just you just. Bet these exactas maybe, or the trifecta will pay even more than that. Uh, but there's twenty something horses. Uh, it's on about five till six our time from Louisville on Saturday. So now, how are you going to watch gamble. that? How are you going to watch that and be at the Bill Street Music Festival? Because uh, I, I've I've seen you every year. You're front and center at the front of the mosh pit. Yeah, um, for all three I, days. Yeah, <laughs> I expect you'll be there again this year. That's why we have kids to go right. do our bidding for us. Okay. So, right. no, I intend to go and place my wagers and come home and watch this. That's what I always do. And that year, I was here by myself and had no one to high five or you know nothing. I'm just that hollering sucks. by myself, as I often do because I'm going insane uh, in my house. And um, but this year, I'm going to bet every abstract trifecta box there possibly can be. And just see what happens. So right, that's so, how you do it, kids. All right. I expect a report on how much you've, how much, here's what I want to know next week. How much did you bet and how much did you win? I'm going to take a hundred dollars and I'm going to, if I bet 10 trifecta boxes, that's 60 bucks. The re, um, And don't bet favorites. Don't waste your time. That's called betting chalk. That's, that's the easy way out. Don't do it. It's a waste of money. I'm going to bet those trifecta. I'm, I'm going to bet five bucks to win on every long shot. So if I got 40 bucks left, I'm going to find, let's say, eight times five is 40. I'm going to find eight long shots and bet five bucks to win on each of them. And here I'm seeing odds 50 to one. I see that twice. 30 to one, three times. Bet the long shots. Bet the jockeys. They're the quarterbacks. Bet these guys. And uh, John Velasquez, who is one of the best jocks ever, is on a horse reincarnate in the number seven hole, 50 to one. And Velasquez knows what he's doing. Bet five bucks to win on that and then pick up your money later on. So I wanted to ask you, too, as I was off last week, how did your concert going experience turn out? Oh, my gosh. It was a I, I had so much fun. Um, the, the folks at, at South Haven, at Snowden Grove, they have done, they've done it right. I mean, the, the amphitheater is beautiful. It's under the stars. It reminded me of being a kid down on Mud Island at that amphitheater. I mean, it's not that big, but the, the sound quality was great. Ingram Hill, Memphis band knocked it out of the park. They're Um, always good. Yeah. They, they, I, I thought they sounded the best all night the uh the lead singer from uh sister hazel 
His voice is getting a little strained, uh, but better than Ezra. They they knocked it out. I I I was jamming. I had my jeans tight rolled. Um, no. I had I had five shirts on, so I was Nerd. appropriately layered. Did you have um, a pop collar and everything? I I went out and got my Dracon Noir and put that cologne on. It was I was back in the nineties. I had my Eastlands. I was rocking it. It was a good day. It was you and your wife, or you and some other. It, it was me and boys. my wife, and we went with uh, we went with another couple, and um, we we sat back there. And um, what what I liked was, and, and if any, any of these artists, perchance, were listening, I mean no disrespect, but what what I enjoyed most about these three bands is they knew who they are. They they understood the assignment. No one came out and was like. <laughs> And here's our new album. We're gonna play nine cuts off of that, and then we'll play two hits. They, they play understood. The hits and get off. Yeah. They understood. Like better than Ezra opened with their biggest hit, and they good. were like, "We're just getting this out." Yeah, good. They yeah. were like, "We're gonna get this out mm-hmm. of the way. We're gonna roll through this." Now they ended with Tiny Dancer, uh, a rendition of that, which smart I thought was a, it was a cool Very move. Smart. The entire yeah. crowd was singing along. Um, a lot of bands do that now. Yeah, that's, that's, but it, that's smart. it was a fun night. It was a fun night. Um, Did anybody vom? Not in our, not in our <laughs> crowd, but uh, not in our crowd. The drinks were a little expensive, but they always are. That's um, why they make flasks, which you already know. I, I, I can't comment on whether or not I w- I'm aware of that, but uh, mm-hmm. I was yeah. not paying $18 for drinks. I'll put it that way. $18 for a beer or for a, a mixed drink? For a mixed drink. I think a beer Yikes. was like twelve Dang. or ten or something, but they were tall boys, so that's yeah. why they make gummies. But I didn't just say that. Never mind. Um, <laughs> okay, well, we will let you go to work. Um, how do we contact the Jones Law Firm? Yeah, um, so we're uh, Clark Towers. Um, in fact, in fact, we're right next door to your new sponsors. We're you should go, go by there. The hook point. We're going to go there today and and the see. Hook point uh, is extremely good. Uh, great beer, and the food was. Uh, surprisingly, um, what's the word? Um, unique. I think. High quality and unique. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was really good. Well, we're going to go check it out today. I'm take, I've am i already decided I'm going to take the staff and we're going to go try it. So, well, awesome. if you go over there now and you get into it, the rest of your day will be wiped clean because the, because the beer choices are there. There are 13 on tap. Then they have some in cans and some in bottles. So if you plan well, to do this right, well, maybe we'll go you better at one. Erase your schedule. Yeah, maybe we'll go at one. So and we'll just write off the rest of the day. And if but, you want to really, you know, show what you are, um, I guess Mark told us that the tap on the far right maybe is the one that is ten percent alcohol. No, I just ask for which one. one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll pass. I. Yeah. I, mean, I, I would look, be just deliriously out of my mind. My liver and I, are, after Old Miss, my liver and I are just now getting on speaking terms again. It's, he's, <laughs> um, but I, I understand. Uh, you, All right, but Bill you can Jones. find us at Clark Towers online at lawyerbill.com. All right, my friend. Uh, thank you. Wes, do you have the music cast pretty to go? Uh, it is. Well, this is a compilation of songs of bands that are playing beginning tomorrow in Tom Lee Park. I've seen some of the setup. It looks like it's going to be a decent weekend. The rain chances are kind of iffy on and off, but who cares? Uh, This all begins tomorrow, and this is an hour or so of the bands playing this weekend down in Tom Lee Park. 
enjoy this. Bill Jones, thank you, sir. We'll see you next week. Thank you. This is Drake Digital.